Welcome to the San Diego News Fix, Name Drop Edition. I'm Christy Totten. On Name Drop, we highlight fascinating people in, around, and from San Diego. People who have really made an impact on our community and who have been shaped by it as well. My guests this week are Jesse Gutierrez and Sally Hernandez, owners of Libe Lula Books and Company. Libe Lula opened in Barrio Logan almost a year ago. It's a beautiful space on the corner of South 26th Street and National Avenue in a triangle-shaped building, and it specializes in LGBTQ and BIPOC works. In addition to selling books, Libe Lula holds community events and is a place for people to gather, borrow laptops, and use free Wi-Fi. In this interview, Jesse and Sally told me about how they met and built this dream of owning a bookshop, about their plans for expansion, and even a little about the friendly ghost who inhabits their space. Here's our conversation. Well, Jesse, Sally, thank you both so much for joining me on Name Drop. Um, as I mentioned, I was able to come by your store during book crawl. From my perspective, it looked amazing. How did it go for you guys? It was a blast. Yeah. I joy cried like three times, at least that day. I could never have imagined like being part of something um, on the contributor end of something that incredible. It was really fun for me. Yeah, and not being, and my, for myself, not being associated with books outside of Jesse. <laughs> Book people are crazy. <laughs> yeah. Snatching books from the shelves. But like, it was like a zombie apocalypse, but for book people, you know? Yeah. It was it. Did people keep it civil? Were there any fights, like tug of wars over books? You know, at one one or one time or twice, uh, maybe somebody fought over the lost copy of, of a particular book or so, which was pretty interesting. But you know, they were it never it there never was got enough for everyone, yeah. and it was just it, it was fun. Yeah, we were entertained, and I think everyone else was just also like social events after mm -hmm. the the peak of the pandemic. Um, it was really fun to interact with folks and also watch kind of the particulars of certain people, the way that they interact with the, not only the books, but other people, especially because we all came together for like a common, a common good and a common um, fascination and obsession. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I could, yeah, I agree. People took it really seriously. I think my first stop was verbatim, like around 11. And some people were like on their fifth stop. And I'm like, Dude, bookstores even open this early? Like I thought, I thought I was being early, so I get it. Um, well, tell me about Libe Lula. You know, why did you want to start it? What does the name mean, and what was the vision behind it? Oh, that's a lot. Um, well, I'll start with the name. Libe Lula uh, means dragonfly. That's the direct translation. But at its root, it means the impossible creature. Um, and I'm really fascinated with the idea of of the impossible and about queer, like queering anything. I think of the word queer as a verb and it is, um, it can be applied to so many different things in our life in the way that we, in the way that we move throughout the world with others. Um, and so I think when I think of the, any impossible creature, I think of queer, my identity of being a queer person. And so it just felt like it fit for the shop it also is uh, directly um, derivated from Spanish, and we are Latin, in a Spanish, Latin, uh, Latin, and we are in a Spanish-speaking neighborhood. Um, so we also thought it was incredibly welcoming and inviting to our community and our home because we live a couple blocks away. 
Well, that's really incredible. I didn't know that about the meaning of like the, the impossible creature. That's, that's really awesome. Um, I mean, so you've been open almost a year now, right? Yeah. Wow. That's super crazy. So yeah. How, how has it been going? And I know that you're more than just a bookstore. You do a ton of events and other things. Yes. I mean, Jesse pretty much is head of uh, and organizing and managing the whole space. Uh, I still have my full-time career, which I love. I'm a coffee trader. Mm -hmm. So I get to, you know, um, not only travel to origin, I also build relationships with beautiful customers all over the world and sell unroasted green coffee. But on the evenings and on weekends, I get to be in this incredible space. We put it to work. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it feeds it feeds me so much because I see not only what Jesse is doing and, and thriving, but what like the amount of support from the community that uh, they did. I mean, I'm sure they knew that this kind of space was needed, but them telling us and having regulars and getting to know our neighbors and um, people from all walks of life come in. And it's, it's incredible. Uh, you know, I walk in after work sometimes to Jesse helping somebody pay a parking ticket online because they don't know how to they don't have a computer or, or whatever it is, you know, uh, internet. Um, yes. helping an elderly fill out uh, forms, uh, whatever. It's it's a community space and it's it's beautiful to see that. Yeah, and we do offer free Wi-Fi here in the space um, and we have seating outside, um, which folks utilize that to do the homework. Um, we also have two uh, laptops for lo on loan. So anyone who needs to use a laptop and doesn't have access, they can come here, use the Wi-Fi for whatever they need it for. Um, we don't regulate that. And um, Tuesday through Thursday from 3.30 to, uh, to 5, we do um, tutoring as well in the space. Oh, awesome. Well, so given your background, I mean, I know you guys are across the street from Moto, but like, might you expand to a coffee shop? Is that in the plans? I mean, that's a dream. If that we dream. if we ever have a location number two, I have to. I can't I can't <laughs> live much longer. You know, I want to have a you know small little roastery and pair it with books. You know, that would be the. So yeah. you never she's know. She's really good too at roasting. <laughs> she's like anything she's interested in um, learning, she kind of dives in. And, and so I think that you would be a great roaster. So we'll and see. Coffee and books, they go so good together. Yeah. Definitely. Across the street too though, cause we're just, we're kind of symbiotic. For sure. Well, that's exciting. I mean, are you talking about a second location at this point? We're dreaming of a second location. <laughs> <laughs> we, have to, we haven't even completed a year here. So I have to put my dreams on hold just for a little bit, just to make sure, you know, uh, we're gonna be sustainable. <laughs> Yeah, and I think I think um, Libelula has taught me a lot about allowing something to grow and take on its own identity. Um, it's very much in our practice every day when I come in here. Um, it's, yeah, it's it it kind of like when you start an art project and you have an idea of what you're gonna do, but then it kind of takes on its own life. It takes on its own takes on its own life and its own identity. Um, and so we're, I'm kind of allowing that path to create on its own. And um, yeah, celebrate one year here first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, has um, the path surprised you at all? You know, has the bookstore turned out to be different in some ways than what you expected? Yeah, 100%. Well, I wanted to share a story 
about this space, this building itself, the iron building um, that we have known for a while, because we've lived on Logan, we still live on Logan um, for a long time. And we used to pass by it all the time when we would walk to Moto and it was always empty. And Sally and I would play the game, like, what would you put there? And I would say a bookstore and she would say, you're wild child. <laughs> <laughs> and that was probably nine years ago, yeah, maybe then, 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, but I, it would, it would come out of our mouths often, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and it manifested in that way. And so, yeah, yeah, that's, it's definitely a surprise to be here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, meant to be, it's, it's a, such a cool space. It surprises me that it was vacant for that long. It was just on and off. Nothing really could sustain. Um, and as far as the, our path into this space, it kind of just happened very organically and quickly. Um, the idea to have a bookshop has always been in my family, my mother and my sisters, we've always talked about it growing up. Um, and so that that was never like a surprise, the idea of what we wanted to put once we had a space, but the fact that we end up here was, is just like still mind blowing to yeah. me. It's a really cool building from the 1920s. I guess it, it, the name was uh, Jack Island's Bar back in the day. Mm. So it was a bar and it would, it would uh, you know, be used by, all the people that worked at the canneries, because at mm. one point, I don't know if it's true or not, but uh, it used to be tuna capital of the world here in, in Barrio Logan. So it employed a lot of people during tuna season and uh, had a lot of canneries in the area. Mm. So uh, you know, this was a watering hole. And I'm not sure if it's a rumor or not, but upstairs was a brothel house. So I gotta go, <laughs> I gotta go investigate. So it sounds like there's a lot of history, history here and it comes with a basement. I mean, who in wow. California? basement right I've never heard of that yeah. anywhere in California and here we use it as a storage for now but we're transitioning it into like a art studio printing press kind of just our our, our playground mm -hmm. wow uh, yeah and I'm not sensitive to it but my sister and Jesse says it's haunted, haunted. <laughs> I was like just telling me the history I was like this place yeah. has to be haunted right yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I'm like I'm cool with the it's a friendly though. ghost because there's yeah. nothing bad has happened just letting us know its presence here and there I guess yeah. <laughs> like, what, what has happened what has happened oh things always fly off the shelf like literally a book. fly off the shelf and then someone oh will, minutes later come and buy that exact book no that, that weird stuff like that has and happened. then there's I don't know if you can see these lamps. There's lamps ahead uh, above us for listeners. They're kind of large. And there's one in particular that will just start circling. And all the other ones unprompted. Stay put. <laughs> no wow. one. Wow. And the other ones aren't moving. No, and there's no all, wind. No wind. And I it's like, good morning. Yeah. Yeah. So it's cool. I mean, I mean, it makes the bookstore even more special, yeah. right? For sure. Or our ancestors. Most of the time, I'm like, it's our ancestors. We are on Kumeyaay land, and um, yeah. this was all indigenous land. So, either way, I'm cool with them, and we're happy, and we talk to each other, basically. That's so cool. Hey, at least they're friendly, right? Like, 100%. No problem. Okay, um, I want to ask you more questions about the bookstore, but first, I have a quick lightning round, just sort of like an association association thing. I'm going to ask you a question, just sort of you know, say what comes to mind. The first one is what is your perfect San Diego day? And if you could both answer. Go ahead. Uh, that's easy for me. Uh, picnic at Bubble Park. Nice. Park. Yes. Ooh, and cards or dominoes. Um, my perfect day is definitely something outside. So Chicano Park or Black's Beach for a hike. 
and sandwiches, cold sandwiches, and books and dominoes or cards. Picnic, chill. Love it. I love that you're on the same page too. <laughs> Makes it easy. Okay. First album. <clears throat> Sorry. First, um, the first album you bought. And was it a tape? Was it a CD? Was it something else? At the swap meet, lowrider oldies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> something to cruise to. For yeah. Sure. I no, I actually think my first cassette that I bought was BB King. Um, and I, I got it to play in my car because I only had a cassette player. Uh, my first car was a little Toyota Corolla 1984 and I loved her and I got all my tapes from the swap meet to play in her and I think it was BB King. That is so, my first car was also a Toyota. It was unclear if it was a 92 or 93 and it was like so cheap. It was stick, but like no tachometer. It didn't even have a clock in it. Like I had to wrap a Timex around the steering wheel, but also I had my box of tapes and I was like, so proud of that thing, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And now I don't even have a tape player. It's so sad. Um, yeah, sell here. We do. You do? <laughs> Yeah, and you still have your tapes? Yeah, so we have, we have, we have some. Yeah, tapes. we have many tapes. Not the not our original ones, I'm sure, but we have we we like uh, go to state sales and uh, swap meets, uh, online auctions. We have fun because that's you know we we have fun just finding unique things. So not only do we sell books, but we have rarities, I guess you could say, yes. antiques. So he has a really great eye, and that also sustained me while I was in school. We sold at the swap meet for years. Wow. That's super cool. We can hustle. Nice. Um, let's see. What is uh, the first book that really impacted you and why? I mean, I think Stone Butch Blues for me, obviously, especially uh, when I was first coming out as lesbian and now just using queer. But I mean, just thanking my ancestors that or the queers that came before me and what they had to endure for my partner and I to be able to be open and, you know, just be, be out and not have to worry about mm -hmm. the, the atrocities that happen. Yeah, it's huge, huge privilege. And to be seen like that, there's something about print. I'm a print person, so mm -hmm. I totally feel you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jesse? I have two. My first chapter book, because I was so proud. I really struggled reading growing up. Uh, I'm dyslexic, and so reading was did not come easy. It, um, I love it now, but it still takes me a long time. Um, I'm a slower reader, um, and so when I read my first chapter book, James and the Giant Peach, I was ecstatic. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I made it through a chapter book. It was huge feat. I was in uh, extra reading classes. I failed all my reading um, tests and vocabulary tests, I, I was I failed miserably. So that book really impacted me because I felt like a reader. That was the book that made me feel like a reader. Um, and then recently, the book that really has impacted me is, um, oh, there's a lot of so many. Um, Love's End. It's a speculative fiction of indigenous two-spirit queer narratives it's like super cool mm -hmm. and, and that impacted me because um i love learning more about um, my roots in my indigenous cultures both with, from my mom's side and my dad's side and knowing that i would have been accepted and celebrated as a gender non-conforming person um and so that's what the whole book is about and it's a 
a collection of kind of like Afrofuturism, but indigenous speculative fiction, which is cool. That's really powerful. Thank you for sharing that. And I have to say, you two are like so in love. It's very cute. Just the way that you look at each other. I, like, it's surprising to me you've been together as long as you have because you seem like new lovebirds. <laughs> but that's awesome. Like, that's the thing that everybody wants. So um, how you did it, maybe that's an, that's another question for you guys. Um, we met at a bookstore. What's that? We met at a bookstore. No, yeah. really? What bookstore? Tell me the story. Tell me the story. <laughs> Dark Crow. We haven't really shared that with a lot of people. Yeah. Um, yeah, we met at a bookstore like 10 years ago. That's amazing. Here in town? Yeah, in San Diego at Seaport Village. Uh, Upstart Crow was a bookstore that was there for over 30 years. Uh, it used to have all kinds of fun events. We had book clubs. I was a barista there. That was my dream was to work at a bookstore. Um, so it was one of my first jobs. Uh, when I came to San Diego, I applied to all of the bookstores. I was so bummed when Blue Stocking didn't call me back. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> look, at, look at you now. <laughs> I love Blue Stocking too. Chris is amazing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I served Sully Coffee for like two years before she ever noticed me. I had a huge crush on her. Everybody made fun of me. Um, <laughs> oh, you know. You this is amazing. <laughs> She was in a relationship, so she was a monogamous relationship, so she wasn't minding anybody else, which was cool. Um, but I would literally hide when she came in because I felt like I had already tried my moves and they were not reciprocated. So <laughs> I love it. Thank you for sharing that story. I know that you said you haven't uh, told many people, so thank you. Um, so now cheesy. we told it's just the world. so cheesy. <laughs> Here that's go. not cheesy that's like amazing it makes the story even richer you know and like made meant to be so um okay maybe this is really than that though because that? That, jesse proposed at the last bookstore in la oh my gosh that's so amazing for what five six years six yeah six somewhere wow. around did you so, do it like under one of the book those beautiful like book arches pretty much yeah so yeah it's it gets, I walked yeah. her all so the way through. I guess books is where we belong and we're happiest so yeah my dream is to live in a library <laughs> like get an old library if it's ever turned over from the government like the city officials to then curate it honestly we we search on google to see if there's that's any, amazing there hasn't been any for sale here in California that we found yet so yeah well I feel like a lot of the local ones don't necessarily have like the coolest architecture you know what I mean That's like right. but you want one with good architecture Hello, ideally beautiful yes absolutely okay um but I am really excited for it to be accessible to the community but for sure we're in conversations right now of what to do with it seriously mm hmm, hmm. interesting <laughs> on Thursday it was great yeah wow um yeah that's cool you know I've heard people say like old fire stations or like old churches and those are really cool unique places to live but library and it sounds like that might be happening soon <laughs> no, who knows? no that one belongs to the community for sure to be a community space and that's I would welcome everybody in that but yeah. yes it would be so cool because architecture is gorgeous it's also a building from the 1920s <laughs> nice. um, and it's not huge it's like quaint and it has all the original um signage that says biblioteca so everything's in spanish as well oh it's gorgeous mm, that's amazing i'll have to check that out i'm still kind of new here I, I um moved here two years ago but like five months before the pandemic so literally like a year and a half has been inside <laughs> um okay welcome let us know if you need rest 
what is your pet peeve, your biggest pet peeve? Me not putting the books back where they belong. <laughs> um, oh, that's hard. That's in the bookshop or just in the world? In life. In life. Well, I was a school teacher. So I should say that, like, I have an annoying amount of patience. That's cool. <laughs> so <laughs> much doesn't bother. Like, No. Mine Thanks. is mansplaining. I was going to say something like that, honestly. When people try to tell, like, especially if I feel like I'm pretty well versed, versed on the subject, mm -hmm. and, or I'm physically doing something, and then somebody tries to come in and start telling me how to do that. Have, have you read um, Men Explain Personally. Things to Me, the Rebecca Solnit book? And it opens by this guy explaining to her her own book. And she says a bunch of times, she's like, I actually know because I wrote that. Like she says it like five times and he doesn't hear her. And so he's like, yeah, so anyway, this like prominent New York selling, you know, New York Times bestselling author has gotten a lot of accolades. She's like, yeah, dude, that's me. And like, he just, it's amazing. He fully flies up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, okay. If you could have a dinner guest, anyone in the world, dead or alive, uh, who, oh, wow. who would it be? Ooh. Just one. <laughs> uh, James Baldwin for me. Nice. Mm. She's like, that was mine. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely mine. Um, no, I would probably have to say Nina Simone. That would be an amazing, amazing dinner party. Yeah. Um, okay, final lightning round question, but um, I think we've, we've kind of covered this, but you know, what is a, a goal that you have for the, the near-term future? Um, I really want to fill our community calendar and our programming. Um, as I mentioned, I was an educator in the past. And so this really, this space we try to think of as an extension of the classroom or as a classroom. And so I wanna have more workshops here. I wanna have um, just more moments for folks to learn from each other and come together and celebrate and hang out and laugh and eat burritos and read books um, and listen to music. So my goal is definitely to have a little bit more space, more capacity in my mind and in my, my work that I do in the shop by bringing on some more support um, to really fill out the programming. And for me, uh, we have a small Spanish section. So I really want to focus on expanding that um, for the community. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out the best way logistically because uh, you know it's hard to get uh, the figure out the logistics from Central America, Central South America, Spanish-speaking countries to get it imported here. But I'll figure it out, and I'm excited about that and and learn about uh, new contemporary authors that have that I don't know that I haven't discovered yet. So I'm excited about that for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. <clears throat> that's a question I had for you is like, how do you even go about stocking a bookstore? So like, once you knew that you were going to go through with this, like, where do you begin? I'll answer for you because that's what was my question. <laughs> like, where how do we do this? Oh, look, here's here's the New York 100 list, Jess. Jess would just crumble it up and throw it out. So they just pretty much shop for themselves like books <laughs> that they would enjoy. And it's been working. Y'all are space. subject to that. Yeah, I've, I've said that before. I'm like, I'm sorry. But no, um, honestly, we started with my own library. I sold my whole personal library. Um, and then, and then we have some pretty cool humans in our circles that also donated 
we took a trip from Baja to San Francisco and we just loaded up the truck with books from friends and family. Um, and then as far as what I'm looking for now, um, it's definitely things that I really enjoy, but then I'm really grateful that the, that folks come to me now and will be like, Hey, are you interested in this thing? And nine times out of 10, I really am. And so it, it's cool because then we get to be in conversation with other amazing artists and creators. And we're serving our community. So, uh, being in Barrio Logan and with the history of Chicano park, uh, we have a table just dedicated uh, to Chicano literacy, would you say? Mm-hmm. Um, and lo- lo- a lot of local authors. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot of, you know, also being queer POC, we have a huge section on, on queer everything. Yeah. From poetry to futurism to romance. Mm-hmm. Some fun naughty stuff. Yeah. yeah, all of it. And uh, yeah, so that it's fun. It's fun to see people come in and feel and feel seen. We've heard that many times. Like, wow, I come in here and feel seen. That's so awesome to, yeah. to hear that. Well, it's so well curated, and you know, um, like you were saying earlier, not just the books, but you know, other cool things as well. One of my friends is like collecting patches, like just the iron-on patches or sew-on patches, and she's like, "It's so hard to find these things." And they they bought the fern one, they bought like you know a bunch of other ones. So. I like too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I know that you have to open in one minute, so I'm gonna let you go and get open on time. But I just wanted to leave you with the final word. Anything else that you would like to say? Thank you. Yeah, come visit us. We're open every day except for Mondays, 11 to 6. Yeah, and and just keep reading however you read. Image, image is reading too. Image is text as well. Um, read, read. Yeah. Yep, book donations as well. <laughs> we really do. We and, do, yeah. And if you want to connect, reach out. <laughs>